everybody, and welcome to the Donkey Donkey Connection, the podcast where Dave and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number 27, and we are going to be going over the March 4th edition of the Wednesday Night Wars. Very solid shows from both brands. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <clears throat> very, very good night in wrestling. It was a very good night in wrestling. And look, it's a Thursday episode, and we're actually happy. I, yeah, yeah. Well, we usually we usually are, but last week just spoiled it. Yeah, last week was a little off on the uh, NXT side. Yeah. Um, but they definitely, uh, definitely reignited a lot of flames. No, last with- Thursday wasn't bad on the NXT side. Last Thursday was on Super Showdown side. Oh my God! NXT well, and AEW I- were incredible last week. No, NXT was okay last week. It it was again there was peaks and valleys with the NXT it was the first yeah. time it really felt a little off um <laughs> this show was good oh, this show NXT was, was really very this show was very, really good, good. it set and up, it opened up sh- it shot out of a cannon opening up yeah it did but before we get to the opening of that i was actually um doing a little bit of reading while i was getting an oil change done today what are your thoughts on Lars Sullivan are and we that- talking about what happened on Twitter and that whole Twitter rampage? No, or no, like, no, no, no. What do you th- do? You think the WWE has given up? Yeah, on Lost Sullivan. You do. Yeah, I don't oh. think he's coming back. Really? Um, considering the tirades he went on on Twitter years ago, years ago, yeah. Okay, but then how he? Well, he was hurt. That's why he's been off TV. Mm-hmm. But be considering his, I'll say, homophobic tendencies previously on Twitter and Instagram and such like that. Yeah, yeah. WWE does not have a place for that kind of stuff. Okay. Or at least in 2020. Okay. Um. So, I don't know. I, I'd like to see him back in the ring. He's a great talent. I just don't think... I don't think there's a place for him right now. I don't know where they'd bring him back to. That's my my issue with it right now is I don't know how they would bring him back. One, he still owes the E a fine. Oh, yeah. He hasn't even paid the fine yet. Yeah. I was, again, doing a little bit of digging today because he's a wrestler I've kind of been interested in because you want to talk about somebody who's a monster who you could have maybe step in as soon as McIntyre wins that belt as the next monster that he could face as a monster heel. Yeah. But there's no place for him. No. No nobody's gonna And I don't think I don't think anybody would think it believable that they'd bring him right back right into the title picture. I mean, he came up and essentially he was just killing everybody when he came up, remember? He killed the Hardy boys, killed both of them. Yeah, but then his but when then, he got hurt then he got hurt. His his train came off the tracks and he still has yet to put himself back on the tracks. And then he needs to get the pace back up. They're not gonna bring him back to Monday night after uh Monday night after Mania. And say, "Oh, hey, I'm back, and I want that belt," because everyone would laugh. Like, but the thing, this, is this guy serious? Well, he, here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil advocate right now. Okay. Okay. You need these short term builds to these B tier pay per views. So what if he's just a short term build? He comes out, he hits short term build him to a mid card. There's no mid. You're not gonna put him in the United States Championship title. Why not? Alistair Black versus Lars Sullivan? You mean so this way Sullivan can botch another black mass? Yeah. Put him on the show for another nine months. Broken jaw. Wow. Can't talk. Wow. 
you're, you're dashing Cody Rhodes all over again, but that was a broken nose. Wow, you're way down on Sullivan. I think if you want, I think if you want to, if if you want to bring Sullivan back, you bring him back in a short three week feud, in which he looks like he gets the upper hand one time, and then you just bury him, and then at that point you release him. That is something that I don't think WWE would do. Really, WWE's never done that. No, they have done that. Okay, I don't think they'd do that today. I think they would. They've been doing it to Dash and Dawson. Yeah, but that's been a long time coming. I don't think they're going to bring somebody back from injury, have him have this big pop well, when he returns. He's cleared. He's medically, like, he's medically but That's the recovered. thing. I don't think they're going to have him come back from injury, have a huge pop when he returns, because you know people are going to pop for him mm-hmm. if he returns. Huge pop for him, bury him two weeks later, and then release him. If they were going to release him, they would have released him already. No, I know. I know. But I think there's just so much invested in him. He's, they spent a lot of time with him. NXT brought him up to the main roster. Had him basically NXT killed. was the best version of Lars Sullivan. It was. It was. He was in that awesome ladder match. The Psycho Killer. Yeah. Or not the Psycho Killer. No, the Freak a, Show. Yeah, the Freak Show. Psycho Killer was um, Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa, yeah. <sighs> All right. Now that we have kind of went on that tangent, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. NXT. Very, very good. Open <laughs> up with a bang. Wow. Steel Cage match. Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai. I've seen Steel Cage matches in so many different ways. <laughs> this was an interesting way to end this match. I didn't like it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. What I would have liked to have seen, and it would have been interesting, because it would have definitely shown Raquel Gonzalez's strength, is if Tegan Knox came down... And Raquel held her in a bear hug off of the floor so her feet never touched. And Kai steps out, just walks right out. Okay. And then Raquel just throws Tegan Knox. No. <clears throat> I like this. This was a different way to do it. You know what this reminded liked, me of I, almost? I like the callback to Kai attacking Knox's knee in the cage. That the, was very good. The door being swung shut. What I saw this was was a, a brooding large person holding a smaller person, smaller person up while the other person escaped. Yeah. You know what the last time they did this was? When Great Kali held Randy Orton inside the Punjabi prison as Jinder Mahal escaped. It reminded me so much of that because Jin, uh Kali held Randy there and prevented him from escaping while Jinder climbed right over. It gave me very big vibes of that, and that was the worst way to bring Kali back. Okay. I mean, this is a great way to introduce Raquel Gonzalez, though. <coughs> she's being she's being utilized very well in this whole feud right now. Don't be surprised if in two weeks you have a Tegan Knox Raquel Gonzalez match for entrance into the women's ladder match. Yeah, that's a good that's a good shout, yeah. You get Dakota Kai versus uh Mia Yim. And Kai will win that. Yep. That and then that's how you get Knox and Kai both in the match. Yeah, yeah, and that gives him plenty of ladder spots. Yep. But and then, then Raquel Gonzalez is gonna get involved. Correct. And then Yim's gonna get involved. And that's gonna start a feud between them two. No, I think the feud between Yim and Raquel is already going to naturally happen. Don't get me wrong. I think that's going to naturally happen. Because I think since Raquel gets knocked out, 
again, this is just booking out. Raquel gets knocked out of the thing by out of the tournament by Tegan Knox. She comes down to make sure at least Kai advances by helping her beat Yim, and that's where you get the natural feud between them. Because I think the the entrance in this ladder match, I, I'm assuming it's going to be five. Yeah, I could say it's probably so, going to be five because it's four more weeks till Mania, yeah, so they're going to have so four more matches. We'll talk about one of the winners already, Chelsea Green, because her match. Yeah, because that was the next match. Yep. So you got Chelsea Green already in the match. Yep. You're going to have Kai and Knox. You're going to have Kai and Knox. You're going to have Belair. Belair and Io Shirai. Yeah. Those are your five. Yeah. If you go six, that is where it gets a little different because I don't know who that sixth woman would be. Leave it at the five. And I think Io Shirai comes out of the match. Yeah. The only person who's really missing in this is Candice LeRae, but I think LeRae loses to in the qualifier Shirai. to Shirai. Yeah. Yeah. And then who does Belair defeat? Um, Who else is... Um, Deanna Peraza, maybe? Probably Deanna Peraza. Uh, I could see, yeah, Deanna Peraza. I'm trying to think who else is on this roster. Um, uh, who's the one that um I sent you the screenshot of? Tanera? Tanera Conti. Yeah, I could say it could be Tanera. I was gonna say build, her or Aaliyah. But they're building a tag team with her and Aaliyah right now. It seems yeah, that which that I shows. could see them two going up as a tag team for those belts eventually. Eventually, eventually. not yeah. right now. Yeah, they're nowhere near ready. So the opening match was insane. I think the craziest spot in this entire match was the fact that Tegan Knox decided to do a crossbody off the top of the cage, mm-hmm. and she had such a small target to hit. Dakota Kai is not a large. Person. No, that's a Not small. A, that, that is a very small. That's target. a small target in a twenty by twenty foot ring. That is a dangerous spot, and they hit that clean, clean flush, clean flush. And Knox didn't even hesitate a second. She got up there. She saw Raquel Gonzalez was on the floor. And she's like, "I guess I'm not going that way. I'm going back in the ring." And she hit that crossbody, and it was gorgeous. And then she hit the shiny. I can't believe that Kai kicked out of the shiniest wizard. Yeah, wow. I'm shocked about that too. What a what a match though. What a match. These two can put on great matches against each other for the end of days. They could be your next Bailey Banks. Just don't mess it up. Yeah, I can, I can agree with you on that. Next match, as we said, Chelsea Green versus Shotzi Blackheart. Chelsea Blackheart has the best entrance out of anybody in any wrestling promotion anywhere in the world. Period. Yeah. Fight me. I'd say second to her is Kazuchika Okada in Tokyo Dome when they have Kazuchika dollars fall? Nope. It, it, I'd if say it's, second. If, how's this? If it's second, it's way down the list. Cause Shouty drives out a freaking play, a, not a Playmobil, a, a, a tank. I don't. A, if it's a if it's a, a Hot, Hot Wheels, Wheels tank, tank, I don't care. She comes out in a freaking tank. Yeah. It is awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. It fits her character so well. Um, her entrance was awesome. This match was a little clunky. Is Chelsea Green still green? Shotzi Blackheart's still green. But you have to get them on TV because you're building that, that division. That Robert Stone brand. That, that, one, the Robert Stone brand, and two, that division. That division is just consistently always putting out good work after yeah, good work after good work. Yeah, they're continually building it because they're putting on such good work so quickly that these people are getting called up faster and faster. Yes, exactly. So you're going to need to backfill because you don't want this division to sh- uh, suffer. Yeah, suffer. Suffer, suffer. Up next... Baskin is glory. Dude, this segment was a Or mess. wait, was, was the Balor segment before this? Oh, Balor's 
TV thing was before this, which it's not even really a segment. It was just him in a black room basically saying, um, th- I usually play the game of chess and I usually make the first move. But I'll tell you something right now, Walter, you made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to set up for a match most likely at Tampa. I between hope. Between Walter and Balor. I hope. I hope. I really do. I really, really, if really If they build do. it quick enough, yeah. Yeah. They could, it could happen. Well, um, I missed uh, UK today. Even though I had the day off, I missed it. Um, Walter beat Mastiff. Ooh, I got to watch that match. Yeah. So we'll give you a recap on that on Saturday. We'll give guys. you that recap on Saturday with 205 Live and yeah. SmackDown. That's uh, kind of what I figured like we should do because it happens on Thursdays. We need to actually give it its I time know, of day. I usually have Thursday off. Well, I, I usually have Thursday off, so I can usually catch it. But today was just oil change and then... Uh, Running, running, and, and it was a, it was a mess. So it will be done on Saturday, though. But yeah, as you were as you were saying, this me- this segment was a mess. Yeah, it. I don't These know. These two Cam- guys can talk great, but this just seemed miscued. It like, like they, they, they were trying to set each other up for things, and then the other guy was just missing the cue. So he just came to the point where Keith Lee's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna push you out of the ring." It was a mess, and I'm not used to saying that about NXT talkers because I love the way that they talk, and usually the way that they build storylines in NXT is they do it through brawling. So they'll do a brawl here, a backstage segment there, fight on the street there, whatever. You never get two guys in a ring who are just talking to each other. This, this was your this, opportunity this, to do this it. This NXT, no. Back when like Shinsuke, Bob Roode were champion, that's when they did a lot of talking. Yes, but they got away from it. They yeah. got to the brawling side of it because you had the UE who was just taking everybody out. Yeah, and now they also have Imperium, yes. and then they have all these brawly guys. Yes, so this just was just off. You yeah, know, Cameron Grimes is talking about four-star matches, and what? Just come out there, slap Keith Lee in the face, tell him that Regal gave gave you an opportunity against the belt, and walk out of the ring. That's it. Yeah. Tell him you're going to stomp him in the chest. You're going to cave his chest in like you just did Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah. Pretty quick, simple, you know, four-minute spot that somehow got dragged out to almost 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, the crowd did take over a little bit. The crowd yeah. was really chanting like crazy, but... Of course, it's Keith Lee. You got to. Yeah. No, but they were they were really they were burying... Rubbing, rubbing they were rubbing in it, yeah. They were burying Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes they yeah. were not allowing him to talk, so... Up next, the best, the our, our new favorite wrestler... In oh, the doink, Bur- doink and doink. Danny Birch. Danny Birch. New favorite wrestler. Hashtag shout out Danny Birch. Yes. He liked our post about um, this, this match. match. Hell yeah. Um, but they lost. Birch and Lorcan lost to the Redragon. But you're going to expect that. Let me explain something to you right now. This tag division is about to have a huge upswing. This tag division, now the mm-hmm. belts are off. Of UE. UE. See, that was a problem with this tag division. And... and, and Shame on us for not realizing it. And I think maybe we've mentioned it, but the fact that the UE were stuck in these complicated storylines with Tommaso Ciampa or Velveteen Dream or Johnny Gargano, Gargano, it doesn't allow the tag team to be a tag team. They're a faction. Now that you've taken the belts off the tag team, it has given these two guys a purpose. Yes, they're still part of the UE. But what is their purpose? Just like they cut at the end of this match. To get those belts back. To get back. those belts back. Because this win, as good as this win felt, and as good of a winning streak as they've been on, it, it feels empty that they don't have their belts, and the loser weights have the belts. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, great match. Danny Burch, Oni Larkin, and these two guys, again, great match. You're not going to expect anything less out of it. There was some... The, the, the ending to this match was great. Um... 
Larkin gets tagged in. He gets both guy. He does a he does a over the top rope dive. Takes out both guys. Throws them both back into the ring. He does his corner to corner where he starts doing his uh his European uppercuts. And after he hits um Kyle O'Reilly, O'Reilly rushes out of the corner as um Fish. Bobby Fish is coming in the other direction. They hit him with the high low and they end the match. Yeah. Great great segment to end the match. Now as you were talking about that promo to end the match. The uh, Broserweights came out. Yes. And were extremely overjoyed to give them their rematch. Yes. And wanted to put them in their place again. But then GYV. I know. Finds their way out. Could we see a triple threat tag match at TakeOver Tampa between GYV, Reed Dragon, and Broserweights? I don't know because next week you're getting Broserweights versus UE. Rematch? You're getting a rematch next week. So then That's we could just announced. get GYV versus the winner of that match. You could get GYV versus the winner of that match. Um, I mean, you could build it to a fatal four-way. You could. I mean, you're already going to have one ladder match with the women's number one contendership. Yeah, and then you could stick Forgotten Sons in that match. You could stick Forgotten Sons. You could stick only Larkin and Danny Burch in that match. Yeah, I mean, you could stick is- your favorite face face team, Forgotten Sons. Oh, don't put me on that tangent, please. So I was um. I'm excited because, you know, give GYV the mic for five minutes. And like we said before, they do more in five minutes than other people do in half an hour. Half an hour. So it, it, it's unbelievable. I, I would like to see a GYV Broseweights uh, match. Yeah, that'd be I, good. I would, be, I would truly enjoy that. Um, next segment, next match was Austin Theory versus Swerve Scott. This all started because of a backstage segment where Austin Theory was calling himself the GOAT of NXT. And Swerve Scott overheard him and said, um, well, you're in Swerve's house, so why don't we have a match tonight and see how much of the goat you really are? Is this almost is this almost a a uh, a heel turn for Theory? I think he's been a heel the whole time. He comes out with that whole pompous, and then he attacked, and then he attacked Champa. Yes. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of been a heel, and and the nice thing about this match is that Swerve realistically gets a huge rub in this match because you had theory yes albeit he lost to champa last week but it was a it was a good match for theory and then he goes over against swerve but swerve puts on an amazing match this week and yeah. i love the fact that he was attacking theory's arm yeah you know what i mean and then theory hits that atl yeah to finish the match and uh he did it with one arm to show you how powerful he is, just yeah. a, just a just a really good match, start to finish, uh, really good storytelling, really good booking because these this tier of guys, your Kashidas, your theories, your your Swerve smaller mid card Grimes, these are going to be the guys who are going to be the next lineage of guys who are going to be coming up through your NXT rankings. Yeah, so I wouldn't put it longer than a year and a half to one of one of these guys. Is champion. A champion. I don't know if the champion, but a champion. No, the champion's going to stay with Dream and Champa Gargano for a little bit longer. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see in a year. We'll we see will. in a year and a half. We will. Main event. Oof. Strong Dream cage match. Yes. little convoluted the way they got to the end of this story. Um, 
why Dream all of a sudden has said that was his, well, the commentators were making it sound like it was his plan the whole time to get along with Adam Cole. If that was the case, he wouldn't have been trying to escape the cage earlier on in the match and so on and so forth. So it's just weird storytelling aspects on my side. But forget how they got to the end of it. The end of this story is great, okay? First of all, he he, he forces himself to lose the match. He pushes Roddy Strong out of the ring. Then he closes the cage, he handcuffs it, and he attacks Adam Cole mm-hmm. and basically stakes his claim for the NXT championship. The NXT championship. He ends up getting the belt Get- and Cole runs away without his belt. Well, no, Cole was out in the ring. He oh. wasn't run away. Cole was out in the ring and he took his belt and he climbed the top of the ring, climbed the top of the cage and sat up there with the belt while all the UE was laid out. Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, they were all laid out. And you notice Roderick Strong was wearing different ring attire? He was wearing almost like jeans. No, I didn't notice yeah. that. Yeah. He was wearing long pants for once. Really? Yes. That never happened. Gives you almost like that street fight feel. Marina yeah. Shafir got involved in this match. She brought a kendo stick down. Yeah. I mean, there was a spot in this match. Unfortunately, they had cut away to commercial, commercial. break where they do that split screen thing. And the Dream's face was like pressed up in between the, the crease in the cage. Oh, man. Just insane. Insane. Yeah. Such a good match. Great story building. Great, great work to get to where they're getting to with Velveteen Dream, which is him versus Adam Cole. Yeah. I can't wait. That's that'll be there's a, a high chance that, that could be main event of Tampa. Tampa, it could be. If it's not gonna be the the a blow off match between Champa and Gargano. And we didn't even talk about Gargano sit down segment where he sat down with um Ronaldo and basically was like, Oh, who's the guy who showed up to your premiere? Who's the only wrestler who was there? Me. So why are you call me Johnny Turcoat? Yeah. Hmm? You know why I why I did what I did. But if you admit it, you're a liar. He was just attacking, attacking Ronaldo this whole time. Such a great heel. He he's doing really good heel work. And I like the way it was shot too, because it wasn't shot at full sale. It wasn't a sit down interview at full sale. It was shot at the performance center. Yeah. But guys working out in the background, you can hear people hitting the mat. And Gargano just sitting there in a ring. And he basically grabs the camera at the end of it. And you can see that he's beca- he's not Johnny Wrestling anymore. He's he's Johnny Gargano, and he's out for vengeance is what he's yeah. out for. So it'll, it'll either be one of those two matches. It'll yeah. be Dream, Cole, Gargano, Champa, one of the two. Yeah. I'd much rather be Gargano, Champa. So would I. Just because that match could go 40 minutes. And false finish after false finish and just incredible. Yeah. Now, with how good NXT was, I give the rub to AEW a little bit this week. Just because of the inner circle stuff. Just the opening segment was unbelievable. It's... All right. Here's my thing with AEW. And I'm going to sound like a WWE narc, but here's my thing. AEW right now is living off of ex-WWE talent. Whether you're talking about guys who are holding the belts, guys who are... Making guest appearances. Guest appearances every week. The commentators. uh, Some of the ways the story angles are written. Even some of the bars that people are throwing at each other. They're using old WWE nicknames and stuff like that as they throw the bars. I'm going to give AEW definitely the credit it was this, this, this... Wednesday 
killer, killer program. Great matches. You saw the formation of a new group, albeit a really stupid name. Um, you I got, called it still. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, you got my girl, Britt Baker, on yeah. commentary again, which is really good. She does very good with that. Um, but again, they're really living on the laurels of WWE's talent that's not in WWE right now. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't want to see someone like Matt Hardy show up and be the leader of the Dark Order. And that's why I don't want to see Dash and Dawson end up there as the revival. Because then it just further proves that these guys, ultra-talented wrestlers. But ultra, AEW, although it, is how much they shoot on WWE, they're essentially preying on WWE talent to carry their brand. Correct. They're not using... Well, they're using some independent talent that have never found their way to the E or as of recent. But like one of your biggest stars, Pac, your champion, Moxley. John Moxley, your former champion, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, the guy who started it, Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, Jake Hager. Yes. A lot. Jim Ross. Yeah. On commentary. Tony Schiavone, who was a WCW guy. Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson, who was a backstage producer for the WWE. Tonight, Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay. Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah. How soon is it before the Undertaker shows up? I think he'll never show up. I I'm think joking. Glenn Jacobs shows up first. No. No way. No. That'll never happen. No, no, neither of those guys will ever make their way over there. If anybody makes their way over there, if any big man makes his way over there. Hogan? Probably. Because Bret Hart's already made his way. You know what I mean? Bret Hart's the one who introduced the belt. He's the oh, one who, yeah. He's the one who showed off the belt. He was. That's right. You know what I mean? So, I I have no problem giving the rub this week to AEW just because of the fact that you had great talking segments. You had, again, excellent matches. I was not into the women's match at all, um, unfortunately. I thought the women's match was um, a little lackluster. Yeah, it, it was super one-sided. Yep. Um, but but that's, that's the way they wanted to. They want to give the big swole that rub. Yeah, because she needs to go up against... Um, Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. Yeah. So... Um, but let's start with the opening segment in this because John Moxley cut one of the most heartfelt promos from feel, a lunatic. I feel I feel like it's a promo we've heard before where this belt isn't for me, this belt is for you guys. I feel like this promo has been said somewhere before. WWE millions of times. Okay. Just saying. Great promo. Johnny Gargano used that promo. Yes, he also did. Champa's used that promo. Yes, he has. No, no, no Champa, Champa has Champa, The belt Champa's was his. All his. The belt was all Goldie his. Goldie is all his. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then Chris Jericho. Second best heel in the business. Yes, behind Orton. Wait, wait and he's way behind right now because Orton just RKO'd Beth Phoenix, yeah. who was not at NXT. This yeah, week. they played that off. They played it off very well. Um, He essentially cuts a promo and says, you have turned a good-hearted beautiful group of men into a hit squad. Yep. Talking about the inner circle, that and they're going after everybody. They don't care if it's a librarian. And now they said the librarian, yes. which is a refer- uh, reference to Leva Bates. Yes. Her nickname's the librarian. The librarian. So that means they're not stopping at men. No. No, they'll be They'll, they'll be attack spots. anybody. Yeah, there'll be spots where they're going to be attacking. They'll attack Brandy Rhodes. Yeah. They'll attack... Britt Baker. Britt Baker. They will attack... Sh- Anybody. Exactly. Exactly. Um, great opening segment though, and it basically sets up your main event, which is Moxley 
and Alan versus Guevara, Guevara, the Spanish god, the Spanish god, and Jericho, and Jericho, le champion, le champion, who, who says he's still le champion because he was double crossed because he was training to fight a guy with one eye, not a guy with two yeah, eyes. Yeah, he cheated. He Moxley che- cheated because he cheated because he has two working eyes. Yeah, he lied to everybody. Oh man, shut up. Jericho. Jericho is awesome. And that was that was the funniest part. <laughs> Whatever the crowds that are heckling, he just yell, "Shut up!" Shut up! Just shut up, guys! Shut up! And he wouldn't just he wouldn't just stop. He would just say, "Shut up!" and then keep talking. Yeah, he's he's so good on the mic. But again, he's got so many years of experience doing this. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, between WCW and WWE. WWE. Um, one of my big takeaways from this was, man, did they pull the wool over everybody's eyes? Because you know Jericho's going on tour with Fozzie, right? Yeah. So this almost seemed like the perfect way to segue him out. Yeah, because he said that if he, if he if Moxley walked out on his own two feet, he would take a sixty-day leave of absence sabbatical. So that was almost the way that if Moxley walked out, he'd be gone for sixty days, giving him time to go for tour with Fozzie. Fozzie. Well, they pulled the wool over our eyes when we get to the main event. Yeah. Uh, first match of the night: SCU and Colt Cabana against the Dark Order. Colt Cabana scores the win in this. Yeah, he's the one who actually gets the pinfall in this. Mister Smiley himself, Colt Cabana. Yep. Um, the Dark Order was very, very thrown off by the loss in this match. They said that the um, what do they call their supreme leader? Is it the supreme leader? No, I don't know. I can't think of I think it's called the Supreme Leader. Um so they were saying that he uh the exalted the one. exalted one. He he's not gonna be happy with this. Um there's gonna be a price to pay once he once he comes out and he reveals you himself. Know who the exalted one is is the broken one. I don't want that. Because he says he's gonna come out and reveal himself. I don't want that. But Matthew it, Hardy. Okay. All right. Hey, all right. I just I I that's not what I want. I but we don't. I don't want it one. either. I I I, uh, I want Matt Hardy to just retire. Just go raise his three kids. Go live on the Hardy compound with Rebby. Just retire. Well, Jeff Hardy's been cleared. Yeah, he was on backstage. He had a great interview with Renee. Yes, he did. Very good, and he says that they actually brought up the fact that Matt's contract ended, and this is giving Jeff Hardy the ability to be Jeff Hardy. Yes, not. Hardy Boys. Yes. Jeff Hardy. Yes. Bring back his old theme song. Written on the walls yeah. or whatever it is. That song was my favorite theme song as a kid. Bring it back. No longer Hardy Boys. Jeff Hardy. So we already talked about this match. Swole Beats Bates. Yep. In an absolute squish. Yep. But Sets Rick Baker was on them. Yep. On commentary. That's the best part. Britt Baker was on commentary. Um, sets up, obviously, Swole. Um, Most likely Swole versus Baker. Yes. No, not Baker. Rose? This set up for... This is the setup for Rose. This is Swole versus Rose. I have a higher feeling that Baker is going to face Rose first. Nope. Or is it going to be Swole's going to face Rose, and then it's going to be Baker faces Rose? I think so. That's how I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I could see that. And then I think Baker will be your next champion. I think so too. I like and that. And then, yeah, I could see that. That'd be the next champion, the next women's champion. Cody promo with a stupid neck tattoo. I'm going to continue calling that out. It's a stupid neck tattoo. I, we said it the other day. Um, Jake the Snake Roberts 
a guy we love on this podcast. Yeah, love him. We've on this we've podcast. mentioned him numerous amounts of from, times. Um, from segments that we've talked about off this podcast, like uh, well, Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah, great movie. Anybody yeah. who hasn't seen it, go watch it. Oh, it's it's not even a long movie. It's like an hour and a half. It's it's a great movie, and it's so heartfelt. Yes, um, to the fact that we've plugged DDP Yoga, um, and and specifically Jake the Snake's transformation due to DDP Yoga and how DDP saved Jake the Snake's life. To and then we've mentioned Jake the Snake against Rick Rude. Rick Rude. I love Jake the Snake Roberts. He's one of my favorite heels of all time. Yeah. I, I love him. I, from, and, from one of my favorite moments in wrestling history, from when Jake the Snake Roberts saw, uh, got his snake to, to bite actually bite Macho. Macho Man Randy Savage, who was hung up in the ropes. Yeah. It, it's incredible. It's incredible. He's so, so good. And then he has a show guest appearance at AEW. Like, are they just going to bring back all the old people? They brought back the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, they brought back on Anderson. Now they're bringing back jake the snake roberts yeah which jake came out because cody called out mjf and said that he cheated and all that blah 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 and jake came out and he said that the dark side will encompass aew is he the leader of the dark order that'd be odd it would be but i wouldn't be surprised with how he talked during this promo yeah i know he says that he's going to bring a client and his client will face cody and is it going to be, are him and Arn Anderson going to have a spot outside the ring? Probably. Probably. <sighs> Probably. Or him and DDP will have a spot outside the ring. Who knows? Hitting my head with my microphone. You know, the more and more we're Why? talking about AEW, yeah, as good as the, this was, I am, I'm actually not as in love AEW, with this. AEW, all elderly wrestlers. There you go. I like it. The more and more we're talking about it, the more and more I'm actually leaning back towards with NXT my, with my original assumption which was NXT was better this week um and then you get a match like this yeah Pac versus Chuck Taylor yeah which is absolutely incredible uh Pac wins with the brutalizer at the end of this match yep another but he wouldn't let it go again yeah and then the Lucha Brothers came out and attacked um <sighs> Trent and Orange Cassidy yep and then they have this they've they're I called this yeah, you did. They're now a trio called the Dark Triangle or the Death Triangle. What? What? <laughs> dumb name. Very it, dumb name. It is. You got the Inner Circle and the Death, death triangle. triangle. Give us an X. Oh, wait. Mox Lee. is X. Now we need an O. Orange. Cassidy. No. Oh. Order. Dark Order. Oh, yep. The Dark Order. So no, dark- that's already the circle. We need a, we need a square. Oh, yes, yes. We need a square. So we need a square, and then we need the PlayStation controller of wrestling yes. in All Elite Wrestling. Yes. And then QT Marshall of the Nightmare Family. I don't understand his actual relation to the Nightmare Family. I Cousin? Friend? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, against Jake Hager. And uh, Hager destroys him. But then all hell broke loose. Mm-hmm. Bucks came down. Um, Omega and um, Paige came down. Well, Omega never came down. No, Paige just came Paige down. Came, came down. Um, whole thing ended when Paige hit the uh, buckshot lariat against Hager, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then he got in the face of Matt Jackson of Matt Jackson and flipped him off. Yeah, like drank his beer and, and then Matt got in his face, right in his face with his and finger, and flipped him off. 
this is really continuing the the storyline between these two teams. Yes. But it's more so the Bucks against Paige. Yep. Omega's trying to be that middle mediator. How long Omega's going to get Omega's going to get fed up with it. Join again, join with the Bucks and heal Elite. What we want. Yes, exactly what we want. Your main event was a handicap match yep. between Jericho and Guevara against Darby Allen. Yeah. Because Moxley got laid the hell out. Yes. Yes. The the inner circle did exactly what they said they were gonna do. Which they were the, going to prevent Moxley from walking out under his own two feet. Correct. Now he didn't make it out into the match. He does come out afterwards after this match. With a Dude, chair. the Judas effect that Darby Allen got hit with outside the ring. It was a tope. Oh it, my god. It ended the match. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so brutal. Oh my god. Like, I could watch that spot over and over and over again. And you want to know what the best part about Dobby Allen in this match was? He gave himself a hot tag. Yeah. He yeah. gave himself a hot tag. It was incredible. Darby Allen, they built the Darby Allen brand. Like yeah, that. so quick, so quickly. It was so good. Um, he had like I think a couple matches. Was it like Jimmy Trigger? I think. No, who was who was it that he had? Was it Jay Lethal? Not Jay Lethal. No, I can't remember who he had matches with. Well, well I'll think of it and I'll I'll post about it somewhere. Yeah. Um. I'll probably post just a quick update on Facebook after this show goes live. Um, then the show ended with a the very a very um LAX and Hager put um Moxley up and triple power bombed him through a table. Hmm, where have we seen that before? Hey guys, remember when the Shield used to do triple power? Yeah, let's let them do that. Hello. Yeah. It's freaking the shield. Yeah. And then they went to the shield fists, flipped their hands, and flipped them off. Yeah. Great segments, dude. Great Very segments. Very good segments. But uh, all elite wrestling, all elderly wrestlers just stealing WWE. Right now. It, it feels it that way. It seems very... You know what? I'm Re- going with you. NXT won this week. Very recycled stuff. I mean, you're allowed to do that. You know what I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. I've already told you, I have no problem with wrestling organizations recycling, but don't go out there and and make it obvious. Well, not just that. Like you get people out there who are anti WWE just to say that they like AEW. Well, AEW is getting all their ideas from past ideas that the WWE has done. And they're like, oh my god, I love AEW. I love John Moxley. He was Dean Ambrose a year and a half ago. Less than that. Oh my God! I love Chris Jericho. That's he was in WWE and WCW for twenty years. Yeah. Oh my God! I love Pac Neville. Don't get me wrong. There are wrestlers that they're that they're using. Your Darby Allens, Omega, Omega, the Bucks, Bucks, Page, oh, Page, exactly, Cassidy, Trent, Chucky MJF, e. Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Yeah, these are all wrestlers who have never made it to the E, and these are the wrestlers that they that that, that need to be. One thing I'll say forefront. here. One thing I'll say here. They have built their women's division from the ground up. Yeah, they're, they're, there are no former well, WWE I mean, they females. They did have awesome, awesome Kong at the original Battle Royal. You know yes, I mean? and Kong had a couple of spots, but other than that, no, it's been all... Brandy Rose was never in the E. Nope. Um, Baker never in the E. 
Swole, never in the E. Nyla Rose, never in the E. Riho, never in the E. These are all women from stardom. Yeah. Stardom and other female, like, WWR and such like that. Yeah, wrestling organizations. Chris Statlander was from Beyond yep. and GCW. <sighs> that, Albeit it was a great Wednesday Night it War. It was a very, very good Wednesday Night War. Both shows were incredible. It's just it's one of those things where you're sitting back and you review the show and you're like, you know, they did the Shield spot and, you know, Jericho calls him the lunatic fringe and Jake the Snake Roberts comes out. You know what I mean? And, hey... Again, I'm gonna keep going back to Jake the Snake. Back in 2013, when he came back to the WWE, he did not get a pop. Not he not. got a pop last night. Oh yeah, he got the pop he should have gotten back in 2013. Yeah, when they did the Throwback Raw. Yes. So, I'm very happy that he got back on TV. Yeah. Let's see who this mystery person is that he's bringing out to face Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Because you know? we got to remember that's the thing about Jake is he's always been a heel. Yeah. So let's see what he does. Yeah. It's got to be a big heel. It's got to be a big heel. It's got to be a good reveal. It's got to be better than a spider in a cage. Yeah. But that pretty much finishes this episode off. Obviously, as we said, UK is going to be recapped with 205 Live and SmackDown this coming Saturday. Yep. Um, We are also going to be, I'm announcing right here, we're going to be doing sports on Sunday this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Schedules haven't aligned lately between David and I, um, one reason or another. So we're going to be uh, taking care of sports on Saturday, and we'll be uploading it on Sunday for y'all. Um, but other than that, obviously, go follow us over on Instagram and Facebook. We're posting there nearly daily. I'll put it. I'll put my hand up. I, I missed a day. I missed last Sunday. Um, but anyway. We all have off days. Yeah. Um, we were both, like, super relaxed on Sunday, so, like, I just completely blanked on it. Yep. But other than that, that basically finishes this episode off. This has been a Double Doink production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.